Hi, it's Jason Ipeco. Welcome to a very special edition of the Red Bull Rant. Uh, we recorded a live podcast during the Red Bulls uh, CCL match on Thursday night against Eleze. Uh, however, we are not doing the full episode up on the RSS feed. We don't want you guys to do two and a half hours of uh, boring game commentary that may or may not make sense. Uh, so what follows is our discussions during the pregame, halftime, and postgame of CCL. Uh, if you want to listen to the full episode, you can go to uh, youtube.com slash rant and uh, view Red Bull Rant episode 200. Otherwise, uh, please sit back and enjoy this, our 200th episode of the Red Bull Rant. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that never ends. This is a very special live edition of the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I am your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and we are live! Oh, wait, no, sorry, it's the US. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is episode 200! Woo! I don't have a show title, because it's 200, it speaks for itself. Yeah. How about the CCL special? Because we do have some CCL news to talk Ooh. about later. Right? Yeah, yeah we do indeed. Like yeah. Uh, but first, we do have to talk about, unfortunately, uh, a match that That's happened. Because, yeah. Uh, so the Red Bulls, <laughs> this past weekend, took on DC United up 2 nothing in the 89th minute and another 2 nothing blown lead. Hooray! Yay. Yeah. Not exactly, uh, Red Bulls. I was gonna say not exactly the most shining moment of brilliance for the Red Bulls. Yeah. yeah. The most unsafe lead in the game. Yay! Alright, so, uh, for those of you who don't Listen to our show on a regular basis. Maybe tuned in because you saw us spamming the RBNY hashtag or whatever. Uh, we're not traditional show where we don't do like a full recap and kind of thing. We we do something different. What we do is our likes and dislikes. So we talk about what we like, what we dislike about the matches. Uh, as usual, we talk about dislikes first because we like to try to end on a happy note. Um, so Truman, you can go first. What did you dislike the most about the match against DC United? Oh, gee, I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. Well, I could bitch about attendance. Or I could bitch about how there was five minutes of stoppage time. Or how about the, the, the thing that they fucked up another 2 nothing lane and, and drew another game. Another game at home where they could have been in first place by weekend there. How about that, guys? How about that they just really fucked it up and I had to be there for it? Real slap in the face. Yeah. Well, do I have to go on? I don't think I have to go on. Yeah, no, not I, really. I mean, I, I, I mean, what else? Yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to complain about. It's just uh, all those other things are, you know, minor compared to the, just the fact that they finally blew. I mean, they've been blowing two goal leads all season, but they finally did it uh, at home against a hated rival. Um, it was a truly dis- disappointing. Bl- 
display to see the defense uh, shitting the bed once again. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's really nothing else. I, I don't know why they can't close out games, but yeah, they, in, in too many, too many times this season, they've just completely, uh, crapped it away at the bitter end. And unfortunately, this time it was at home. And I don't understand how they even got, how this happens. Like, it's one thing in, like, the 70th minute to let a goal and then, you know, things kind of snowball. It's another thing to be in the 89th minute. Just utterly dominating. And grant and here's the the bigger sticking point. This is actually my dislike. It's the fact that they didn't actually score five goals when they probably should have. Like right. it's, it's, this wouldn't even be a question if the finishing was much better. Now, Grant, I'm not blaming Sasha Collection. He hit the post twice. Like that that's like six inches away from going in, so I'm not blaming him for any of those. But in general, our finishing was terrible. Um and then stupid decisions like Salzizo, please just go to the corner, kill the game. Don't try to score late. I know you want to get on the score sheet or whatever, but you're up to nothing. Don't push it. Like you're you're right there. You're almost at the end. Don't bother. But mm-hmm. just poor play all around in that in those last six minutes. Absolutely. And, and it's not even like we can say, well, they got beat on the counter. They got beat on. I think both of them were set pieces, if I'm not mistaken. Or the one was at least a set piece. The other one was just a bunch of guys in the box and the ball. And both of them, the ball's bouncing around, and they can't get it out of the box, and that's not good. Uh, Luis Robles came through time and time again for us this year, but you know, there's only so much he can do if the defense doesn't do its job, and that this was a, pure, a prime example of them not doing their job. Yeah, not much really to add other than that. All right, so let's let's try and. I would never put South in again. Hold on, let's never sub South South in. They were winning two <laughs> nothing. Still saying. All right, so let, how about this? Let's let's try to do something that we like. Um, Pat, you're up first. Was there anything positive you want to take away from this game? Absolutely, the TIFO. Um, you know, it was nine eleven, uh, and I think especially around here. You know, what's often lost in all the 9-11 talk is that, you know, we forget that D.C. in particular, specifically the Pentagon, was attacked on that day as well. So it was really, really nice to see uh, the South Ward kind of put the rivalry aside and create a TFO that honored both cities uh, on such a solemn day uh, for so many of us. So uh, pass off to the South Ward for creating that TFO. Uh, it really was uh, a thing of beauty. You know, of all the days for New York to play D.C., right? I mean, I, I don't know if the schedule makers did that on purpose, but mm-hmm. pretty pretty crazy. Those sort of teams. I love the um, the numbers on the back of all the jerseys, the stars and stripes, and I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Tifa was great. Uh, the pre uh pregame T-shirts that the team was wearing were great. Um, the flag was awesome. The national anthem was great. Yeah, no, I mean. It was, aside from the game, it was really a great day for the game all around. Yeah. Uh, my, life will, my life will be Gonzalo Barone. Why not? The guy got another chance to start, and he scored. Mm-hmm. Proving that he, he is confident on the field despite the time that he's been given. So, the, I mean, I think that's great. He scored the opening goal and got the team off to a decent start. And then he came off the field and they lost. That's how people came in. Oh, they didn't lose, but you know, that, I, it felt like a lot. 
I I don't remember much in terms of the goals from this game, but the one I do remember is uh, Gonzalo Verón. And I, I know that was kind of a scrappy goal because the ball bounced around the box, but man, was that brave of him to put his head into the ball while everybody's going to clear it. I know nobody necessarily got close to him, but that's still, I think, a really, you know... I, I know players kind of do that all the time, but like that's still a brave act, in my opinion, just to, to do that. Um, I, I agree with guys about the 9-11 stuff, but I want to have something aside from that to talk about. So, I, Verone, uh getting on the score sheet again. I don't know if... I know he's starting tonight in CCL. Don't know... Is he starting? Yeah, he's starting up top for that tonight. Um, but it's just nice to see him score because of just the amount of times we've hear, heard the uh, he's not doing so well narrative. And I know we've talked about that a bunch, but it's nice to see him score and uh, maybe build some momentum towards not necessarily getting a spot, but more playing time than five minutes a game when, you know, Mule and Grella are actually available. <laughs> um, yeah, so we do have, I mean, Elvoya came into it pretty well. He did. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another guy coming off, you know, the bench to start a game, and uh, he had multiple chances, multiple chances to score. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. that, uh, in the second half. And, uh, Jay, I think the goal you're forgetting, uh, is, which actually was a thing of beauty itself, was, uh, Bradley Roy Phillips, uh, cutting it right in on the near post. That's uh, right. And, uh, putting himself in the lead for the Golden Boot. Um, now they have two Red Bulls in the MLS MVP conversation between Sasha Kleschen and Bradley Ray Phillips. So, uh, if there's a silver lining, there it is. Again, when year, two years ago we were told that, uh, Goal scoring alone wasn't worth an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. So take that for you well. Um, so we do have an email about DC, so I want to read that off before CONCACAF uh, gets underway. Uh, Christian uh, writes in, he says, Hey, guys, I was going to email you right after the most recent disaster at home, but I decided to take a few days to cool off instead. Firstly, to point out some positive things in this one, Royer and Verone look great. I would rather much see Royer in there instead of Mule because he can actually provide us with some quality inside the box. Verone also looked decent, but once again, he doesn't get much playing time because Marsh hates him for whatever reason. I would really like to see Verone get time. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's necessarily hate, but I mean, I maybe, I don't know. I would really like to see Verone get time because you can't expect a guy to come on in the 89th minute and have an impact. I mean, we talked about that to death. It really sucks to see two new players, Royer and Damari, come off the bench and take priority over Verone. I'd like to see Verone back next year, but I don't see it happening. Now, some issues I have with the DC game. What really irritates me is that Marsh is the Marsh post-game remarks. We have lost 18 points now this year when we have had a lead in games, and Jesse just keeps saying he's not worried about it because we are a good team. How many more blown leads will it take before he finally comes out and says that there's a serious issue going on? Pretty soon, this is how we will be exiting the playoffs in 2016. What are your thoughts about this? Well, I think the first part with Verone, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a hate thing. I mean, maybe it is, you know. I mean, you know, we're not in that locker room. I mean, again, I think it's just one of those things. He was brought in uh, to be a striker. Uh, he, he, they showed that look at the beginning of the season, a 4 2 2 
Uh, he didn't, he doesn't really want to play. It's been purported that he doesn't, he's not really all that high in playing as a winger, even though he's done very well. Um, and you gotta, I mean, Alex Mueller, I think that's certainly debatable that he's the best option. Uh, but you know, he's not going to put Mike Grell on the bench uh, when Mike Grell is available. So, uh, in that case, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I don't know about what that's deal, but I, I do like what he's done when he's been on the field. That's for sure. Um, and as for the second part, I mean, I think if this were a single table league, his comments would be more alarming. But because we have a playoff system, um, you know, I think there there's that's a reason why the alarm isn't sounded as early. Although I definitely agree with your point that this very well <laughs> blowing a two goal lead could very well bounce the Rebels out of the playoffs, and it would be almost befitting if that is how they got bounced out of the playoffs should that happen this year. Um, so, on the one hand, I do get it. Um, you know, and I guess on the, the other hand, it's kind of like if he did just start calling out the team and start screaming and yelling, what does that gain? You know, does that change anything? So, um, yeah, uh, but I, I do understand the frustration for sure. Yeah, I mean, I... Go ahead, Truman. No, I was going to say, Barone, he, he doesn't play uh, that system that Jesse likes to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll play the role that Jesse wants as in a more defensive, controlling, uh, shut-down midfielder. Uh, Barone is not that guy. You know, Barone is the guy to come in when they need uh, scoring. It just so happens that they absolutely needed a couple guys to come in. And maybe Royer's the same way. Maybe he's not the guy yet. But I think you're right. I think next year you're going to see, uh, I think, you know, I think we all think Bruins going to be gone. And Royer's uh, certainly going to get more playing time. Now he'll be with the team full time with a full camp. Um, all right. I think, uh, I don't know if Truman got out there. That's another sentence. Um, so my, my thoughts with all, at least the comments of, Marsh, and I understand uh, wanting to project the, you know, there's nothing wrong mentality because it, it, there is a morale or a morale thing you have to worry about in terms of, uh, you know, the players. But at some point, you got to do what BWP does and like say, we just suck. And, you know, things need to change. <laughs> uh, I think that the best part about all that, though, is... Uh, Brother Phillips' comments after Ben Olsen uh, made his post-game uh, remarks. Uh, Olsen has said, with a team like this, basically you can hang around and they get chances at the end, which is not untrue. But right, Phillips had the greatest response ever. So what is uh, Ben Olsen's plan? To sit there for 90 minutes, get shellacked, and then just hope to get two goals at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Benny yeah. ball, baby. All right, so officially at halftime, 0-0 for the Red Bulls. Uh, halftime stats. Actually, maybe I should just update because I'm pretty sure it's not up to date yet. 
Yeah, we don't have the we don't have the uh, Red Bull rant, you know, the Red Bull rant uh, stat crew keep us up to. Waiting for uh, MLS Soccer to update their website, and MLS Soccer now just has its we're in the the first minute of stoppage time, so there you go. All right, I know Truman will be calling in shortly. Uh, If you have any your halftime thoughts. Once again, on Twitter at Red Bull Rant, or if you want to email us for some reason, RedBullRant at gmail.com. And you can tweet us at Red Bull Rant. Like I just said. <laughs> I could have sworn I heard you say call. Oh, well, whatever. I just, there's so much stuff going on. Um, so I know we've been talking about it, but Pat, what are your overall thoughts on the first half? I mean, overall positive. <laughs> you know, you, you want to hope that they. Uh, start putting some of those bouncer, those balls that are bouncing around in. Um, you know, so down to right now, uh, they need more creativity. And I, and I think, you know, the more stagnant that creativity is, uh, the more likely, like I said, that we are going to see Sasha question come in because, uh, you know, I think it is very important to come away with three points out of this one, um, regardless of what happens with. Antigua, uh, for the simple fact that, you know, it, it's, this puts it away. If they win this one, that puts it away and they can, um, you know, relax. They can play every scrub they want, uh, you know, in the game against Antigua, uh, in, in, in two weeks. Uh, so, um, I, I definitely think that's the big thing right now is they, Got to get out. They got to take the controlling of this match and really take the bull by the horns and put one on, on the game. Yeah, I mean, I know Alonso is not Antigua, but you were able to put up three nothing at home in the first Concacaf game. It's not unreasonable for you to put up at least two goals in this game because mm-hmm. you're at home. You and you've shown you can score against this team on the road, so it's not like you can't do it. Yeah. Um, and- and uh, just just uh, off Twitter right now, um, you know, Mark. Thanks to March Fishkin of Seeing Red, uh, he tweeted out that uh, Jesse Marsh said to Red Bulls Radio that he is not pleased. We haven't been very good. So uh, there's his his opinion. And, and again, I think that really comes down to uh, that performance in the final third. I mean, they've had their chances; they haven't put them away. In many ways, that's exactly what burned them against DC this past weekend. They had their chances and they didn't put them away. So the longer you let a team like Alianza hang around, uh, the more dangerous this gets. And um, we shall see what happens. All right. Uh, so we're going to call uh, Truman because apparently he's having trouble getting through. So I'm going to just right now say sorry for what you are going to hear on this live stream because you are going to hear the dial tone. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not what I wanted to do. But apparently, she was having trouble getting through. So, but hey, it's a live stream. Anything can happen. And joining us now is Truman. Truman, welcome back to the show. Hey, hey Truman, what'd oh, you think of the first half? half? <laughs> what was that? I uh, like the first twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody liked the first twenty, but you know, Pat and I were saying that the Red Bulls haven't been putting their chances away, and that's what's killing them. That they. Basically, what happened against DC United? So, what were your overall thoughts in the first half? I mean, hey, Brown, right? Again, he's creating. He's trying. He's working his ass off. He's trying to make something happen. 
Yeah, uh, aside from that, I mean, they no team really hasn't had that many chances, so that's good defensively playing well. But come on, guys, you should be up like two nothing. Oh, agreed. Uh, you know, I've been saying to Jay that I think they definitely need a, a dose of creativity, and I think if it's still, especially if it's still nothing, nothing, even if it's like one nothing, come the 60th minute, I think it's definitely time to bring in uh, uh, U.S. national team legend Sasa Kleshin to come out there and uh, <laughs> do some creativity. SK47. Absolutely. What, you told me Sean Davis can't do this? Yeah. Sean Davis has been very impressive on his corner, on his uh, free kicks. There's no doubt about that. He's put a number of dangerous shots in, uh, but as the narrative has been, we're just not finishing them. So uh, definitely hats off to Sean Davis. Uh, he kind of uh, makes it interesting as to what's going to happen when you have four starting caliber uh, central defenders or central midfielders uh, on this team come 2017. I think this is one of those, uh, you're hoping it's our bench instead of your bench. Absolutely. What, you're telling <laughs> me we can't play four central midfielders and nobody else? That's not how this game works? I mean, come on. Like, oh. seriously. Oh. All right, so Pat's uh, taking a quick break from the show, but we're Truman and I are still here, still talking Red Bulls. Yeah. Uh once again, it's halftime of the Champions League match against Alon's 0-0 at the moment. Uh, apparently, possession is 50%, according to CONCACAF. And according to MLS Soccer, it's 61% for the Red Bulls. So who knows who's keeping the correct track here? Wow. So, wow, I didn't realize how bad stats could be. I thought, like, I thought, I thought, stupid me, I thought stats were easy. But when CONCACAF and yeah. MLS, which I believe MLS is powered by Opta, are saying two different things, it's kind of funny. So, so yeah, real quick, though, we do have a tweet that came in. I think it's kind of funny. We should read this. So Mark Nestor right. uh, tweeted in. He says, that half was about as exciting as a mayo sandwich on white bread. Need to get going in the second <laughs> half. So I don't know what a mayo yeah, sandwich is. But uh, I wouldn't want... I wouldn't, what, what is that? Mayonnaise on bread. Come on. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want just mayo on like bread. <laughs> All right, so Truman, uh, I don't think we have to talk to you about this uh, before you had a drop-off during the first half. What are your thoughts on the situation with Guatemala and uh, Antigua possibly dropping out of the Champions League and giving Alonso a free 3 nothing victory? Well, I mean, my very quick point earlier was why I think you just want to score a lot of goals is just why don't you just win this game handedly and you won't have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you win this. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing they can do about it. There's no kind of process they're going to be able to file to get themselves a three nothing victory somewhere on the books. So if you could just win this game, and then you'll you'll pretty much secure your trip into the next round. Mm-hmm. So actually, while while the half was going, we discovered that if the Red Bulls win, then they are done tonight. 
they they officially clinch without having to play that last game. So, okay, so there you go. Tom Saul, bring out the big boys in the second half. Let's get a couple goals and, and put it to bed. Then the baby bowls down, uh, you know, down south. They can get some uh, experience in before their big playoff run, you know, now that the regular season champion. That's what I would do. Just saying. Get them some big-time experience in a, a big, big, threatening place. There's nothing on the line. So here's some couple things. Here's a couple things Jay and I talked about uh, on the air. <laughs> uh, we, I want to see which idea you think is the most promising. Uh, robot referees programmed by Jay. Uh, a, an XFL style beginning of the game where two robots battle it out for possession. So wait, hold on. That night, you didn't even introduce the whole robot soccer league. Oh well, that, I'm that, I'm getting there, and okay. then and then the third being a robot soccer league with lasers, so they can actually destroy each other. So it takes fouling out of the equation altogether. Well, uh, coming from a big fan of, um, I don't know if I can remember the game's name, but there was a Nintendo game, and it was a baseball game where you had robots. Mm-hmm. And really, the way you got on the base was to annihilate your opponent. So I'm mm-hmm. all for any kind of robot soccer league. Oh, I'm 100% for Wasn't that really just bases loaded yeah. with a robot skin on it? Right, pretty much. But this game, oh boy, I wish I could... I'm going to remember this game. I'm going to remember it. I'm going to squeeze everybody. But it was uh, probably one of the best Nintendo games ever made. Because really, you didn't have to go 980 because you just destroy your opponent and you win the game off of The best yeah. baseball game I ever played uh, in video games was uh, something on like SNES. Where you played in basically a Japanese baseball league, but every player got a superpower. Oh yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> was it Base Wars? No. Base Wars. That's the game. No, no, no. You're right. Base Wars. Okay. Yep. Yeah, for, for that, that was okay. So that's the robot game. Okay. Yeah, it's a robot game. And you could build a roster. Uh, you could build a roster. Uh, you gave your robots like you win games, you get more money, and you give them better weapons. The best part is once they walked into your stream of machine gun fire, you're dead. You couldn't get out of it. <laughs> if you so can the find soccer game on emulator. I highly recommend playing it. So, so the highly. the soccer league we were talking about, by the way, includes robots using lasers. So it's right up your alley. Yeah, I, I, I'm a hundred percent in. Freaking lasers! Now I'm also in with. I, I'm in with robot referees, just not programmed by Jet. What if it was programmed by me but tested by somebody else? Hmm. Would, this would this would have to be FIFA certified, right? If this is going to happen, so it have to go through somebody else. Listen, if you program them and Dan test them, Red Bulls are never losing a game for the rest of their season. I didn't say Dan. I just said somebody else. Well, I'm making that suggestion. Okay. I'm sure. I am sure Dan would love the idea of being a tester for a robot referee and being able to change the programming of it. Don't worry, BWP. You are not offside. Continue to score a goal. <laughs> uh, how about robot referees programmed by Dave or programmed by Jay and tested by Dan, or the two of them running FIFA? If there's ever a day where. If there's ever a day where I'm somehow in charge of FIFA, it is a dark day, honestly. 
Although, I, although there will be less bribes because I won't take them. Uh, I would do everything I could to get. It's a good thing about having a. Uh, if you have a robot referee before they they rise up against their masters and take over the world, I bet the robot referee's first course of action would be to suspend Jermaine Jones and Depp. There you go. Oh, you are ejected out of Major League Soccer forever. I think I would totally be corrupt if I was in FIFA. But I'd be a good corrupt. I would, like, gobble up as much money but still try and be fair. You know? Would you, would you, go, the, would you so. go, like, the Robin Hood route of being corrupt? Like, just take all the bribe money and just give it to the poor countries that need to develop their soccer teams? I'd give them a little, but I'd mostly keep it for myself. You know? Like, I would take bribes, but I think what I would do is I would take, like, you know, my bribe money would be my money. But I would take FIFA's money and start spreading the wealth, for sure. But I would definitely take you, my uh, bribes. You, you take from the Man City and give to the Dagon Red, is that what you're saying? Damn right. Absolutely. All the while becoming filthy stinking. Of course, you're not a Yeah. Exactly. Like, I make the poor people happy so nobody looks at me and says, hey, he's corrupt. You know? Like communism. Yeah. So, it looks like the second half is about to get started, by the way. Um, so, Truman... Uh, what? Second half? There's, a, there's an actual game happening today. That was fast. That was a fast half. It, it was. Um, so... I, I don't know if you got to go in a few minutes or not, but real quick, what were your thoughts? Jesse Marsh at halftime said that basically the Red Bulls did not play well. How much do you agree with Jesse on that? Uh, he's right. They, they played well for 20 minutes. That's not good enough. Uh, All right. Well, with that, it looks like we're about to have a kickoff. Eventually. Yeah, and I'll show you guys on the uh, post-game wrap-up show. Yeah, well, we'll talk about TFC. There we go. It's official. New York Red Bulls, 89th minute, or sorry, 90th minute goal by Sasha Kleshin seals the one nothing victory. And just double checking because I need to make sure. Wait, that's not the standings. It's the Google. Use right. the Google. F G. Is that where? No E. Which. Oh, that's fifteen, sixteen. Stupid <sighs> Google search terms. I hope. Uh, so let's see. So yeah, that puts the Red Bulls at seven points. Allianz stays at two. Uh, both teams have one game left to play, and Antigua has at one point, so they're not even close. So Red Bulls are clinched, and Pat, as you mentioned, uh. Winning would help for placement in the uh, knockout rounds. 
so right now the current standings, like I said, seven points to the Red Bulls, plus four goal difference. Allianz, two points minus one. Uh, Antigua, or sorry, yeah, Antigua, uh, one goal, or one point with a minus three goal difference. Courtesy of the Red Bulls, of course. And that 3 nothing win to open up Champions League a few weeks ago. So technically, actually, we're wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? Technically, Antigua, if they go on a tear and their two matches, they could still qualify. But, you know, we're kind of assuming that they won't. So, because Michael Lewis just tweeted out that, um, you know, that Red Bulls need one point to clinch. And uh, Antigua right now, I mean, they would need to make up a very big goal differential to uh, in order to qualify but uh doesn't exactly seem all that likely I mean yeah what's what's the what's the odds Antigua can actually pull off two wins and yeah. a a currently a, a seven goal swing on goal differential Exactly. So it's highly unlikely. Yeah. You know, because they didn't score anything against the Red Bulls, uh, their home match. So, um, it's not. They, they would basically have to, to to score to win by four goals in two different games. To yeah, yeah. All right, and on the line, uh, rejoining us is Truman. Truman, welcome back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. So you missed Rich Ransom calling in, by the way. Oh, what's up, Rich? How's it going? Well, he's not on now. Well, duh. I'm sure he's still listening unless he gave up. Uh, it's very possible. We don't know. Um, so, obviously, Red Bulls, as you breathe the sigh of relief as you came on, Red Bulls won their CCL match tonight against Allianz, virtually assuring them uh, a place in knockout round as long as Antigua either gets suspended or doesn't make up an equal difference. Um, so, Truman, what are your thoughts on the way the Red Bulls played, especially in the second half? Well, it was crap all of it, but that's all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't care. Get that one goal from international superstar SK-47 from the man we already talked about that had a pretty good game Gonzalo Verón so I think that was the well-deserved fit and uh, yeah, send the kiss down that's all that matters uh, alright, so uh, we do have to talk about Toronto so we'll get to that in a second uh, Pat, final thoughts on the CONCAP Champions League game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it became an ugly slog. They certainly, it was something for fans to sweat out. Um, but, you know, hey, superstars like Sasha Kutcher came in at the end, and uh, that's what matters, and the win is all that matters. And, uh, you know, Rebel fans can breathe a deep sigh of relief because yep. most likely they are going to the quarterfinals. Did they use all three subs or no? They yes, did. they did. Okay. I was just checking guys when you're listening and driving sometimes. Yeah, the the last one they had to use on Justin Bulu who came off with an injury, unfortunately, so Okay. 
I just, but, you know, just hate the old if there were time to sub. Yeah, no, they they use their subs, so at least that, that was taken care of. Good. Wonderful. Right. Yeah, what a wonderful result. <laughs> so, my thoughts... Um, Probably way too, way much closer than it should have been. The Red Bulls, especially early on, were dominating in terms of chances. Should have had a few goals before halftime. Uh, but once again, question bails, bails us out. Uh, I think Robles, no, no, no. Robles bailed their team out. All right. Yeah. Okay. Robles <laughs> bailed the team out multiple times, but question got the goal that made the difference. <laughs> And obviously, Robles has to be considered man of the match for the Red Bulls because without him, this game isn't a win. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so let's get on to the Toronto match so we can uh, get out of here. Uh, that game is going to be on Sunday, 5 o'clock. I believe it's on ESPN because, um, you know, why not continue this soccer against the NFL thing? Uh, good, but, but good news for local fans. Uh, only the Giants play that day, and that game will be in, over by you know four four thirty. So there's nothing else going on for local boom. fans. Boom. All right, so uh, tr- all right, so Truman, you get to go first. Uh, what is your prediction for the match against Toronto? Well, you guys know one thing, right? And I talk about it every time we play DFC. What don't I do? I'm not remembering. I never put Toronto to win, and I'm, I'm going to keep that going. But uh, why don't we just go with the old 2-2 draw, right? Why don't we do it? I'm going to get it before Pat does. Uh, <laughs> this will not be the blown 2-0 lead. I think they'll kind of bounce back and forth here. I would absolutely love a win because it would put them in the first place. TFC uh, would still have that extra game, but it would definitely be a feel-good win to get it first. Um, but yeah, I, I like a draw here. I, the Titans team might be a little tired now that Sasha did have to play. So they, it's possible they could be a little worn down. But I don't think worn down enough where they won't, uh, at least get some kind of result out of it. So yeah, I like, I like a 2 2 draw. Here. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I know you guys don't like to repeat each other, but I'm just going to stick with it and I'm going to say 2 2 draw as well. Um, you know, I think. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, TFC is playing too well right now um, to, you know, consider that the Rebels will beat them. Uh, you know, Josie is certainly on fire. Michael Bradley's still there. I mean, you know, Re- Rebels are lucky that Giovinco won't be on the field. Um, I believe he's still injured. But uh, at the same time, I think the Rebels are playing confidently enough on the road to uh, earn a draw. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go 2-2 draw. Uh, and if we're lucky... They'll score an upset win. Uh, I want to say win. I really do. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because we don't have good luck winning on the road. I mean, the Vancouver win, you could arguably say, shouldn't have happened because of uh, a handball that Wright Phillips may or may not have done in order to... Sorry, could you repeat that? That's weird. What's going on? My phone apparently turned itself on. It's sentient. I cool. don't know. Yeah. Robo-Port Technology, man. Get in <laughs> uh, 
So I uh, I think it's gonna be a draw too. I am not gonna go two two because I don't think I'm I'm re- honestly because I don't want the Red Bulls to blow another two goal lead for a draw on the road. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go one one. I think Toronto is a good team that, that may or may not pull stuff out against the Red Bulls. Uh, question obviously. Tim playing with Colin playing with basically a, a, a good amount of starters playing in this CCL match from tonight. Uh, I think there will be some tired legs even though the game's on Sunday because they do have to travel after all. So it's not like this game's at home where they get that luxury rest. So I'm going 1-1 draw. Tough, hard-fought. Not a disappointing road draw because it is against a team near them in the East, so at least they won't lose ground in the standings. And that's really the most important fact in this game is either gain ground or don't lose it. Especially when you're fighting to for that bye in the playoffs. And hope the smart solutions take it home too. Yep. Yeah. Alright, uh, so I know we kind of did a two-hour long dumping ground since it was a live show. But, uh, Truman, since you weren't on, is there anything that you'd like to talk about that we didn't talk about when you were on the first two times? You guys talked enough. I uh, will say I think we had one last weekend in somewhere. Kansas City? Something? Somewhere? I don't know. They went somewhere in one. Sorry, I'm driving a car. Still in the stupid state of Connecticut. So, uh, there's that. And uh, I think I'm going to go to actually their last home game, which is at the end of the month. So if you want to come out, let's uh, let's party. Boom. Uh, Pat, anything you want to discuss? Uh, congratulations, Heather O'Reilly, on a long, prosperous career. She is playing her last game with the U.S. Women's National Team tonight, so uh, she will be missed. Uh, she's a Jersey girl, if I'm not mistaken. So you will be missed. All right, uh, I don't have anything else, so let's just wrap this one up. Uh, first off, thank you if you tuned in for this live show. Uh, talking for two and a half hours <laughs> is something I didn't think that was going to be too difficult, but the second half was just like... It got a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, the team didn't give us much to, deal, to work with in the second half, so... Uh, but... If you want to follow us, oncemetro.com slash Red Bull Rant is where you can follow us. Uh, if you want to call us during the week, 973-348-5329 is the voicemail number. You want to email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to get to us on Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACD82 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. You can subscribe to our uh, feeds on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud.com, and of course, once a Metro. Um, basically, anywhere you can find a podcast will be there. Uh, last words before we get out of here. Uh, two things. Since I didn't, I didn't mention my terrible team, I'm definitely giving it to the Red Bulls for dropping that. Lead. Don't do it again. Shame on you. And go get them hosers and win. Yeah, just uh, get out there and win, baby. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been a very special live episode, uh, number 200 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. What? I said boom. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.